Welcome to Black Kaji Radio episode 4. This is the last installment of our series. This is Chiwai from the Observatory. Hi, and this is Mark from Uchikaji. So what you've just heard is a band called Slow Talk, or rather a duo. Um, they are a drum and synth duo from Singapore. And the next track is by Mala Bandini. Mala is a transgender, non-binary visual and performance artist based in Singapore. Her track, Blossom, is performed on the Gu Cheng. This piece is an impression of rare flowers blossoming in the cracks of a bleak, unforgiving industrial city.
That was Chris Cosano with a track called Because They Do Not Know. Chris generously shared with us three tracks and it was quite difficult for us to choose one because they were all really good. Chris needs little introduction in the free improv, avant rock and noise music scene. He's a frequent collaborator with musicians like Joe McPhee, Evan Parker, Okyung Lee, Meta Rasmussen, Bill Ockett, Jim O'Rook and Bjork. And we've come to the last track in our first segment called Black Box Unreleased Works. And what we have is the Hello Trio. Hello is um, actually um, known by his actual name, Jeremy Lee, not Jeremy Lowe. Um, and he's joined in his trio with S1D Sarip and Su Hui, who also records under um, her name, Anise. Um, their track is really interesting. Um, it's called Commonwealth Chewling An Jamming Studio. And I think it's also part of Hello's uh, running series of songs that are based and rooted in his memories of places, um, some of which have disappeared from the landscape here. Um, but what's interesting is that this jamming studio in the Commonwealth area used to um, be the home for a lot of uh, uh, emo bands, uh, punk pop punk bands, of which um, Secret Secret Hello Hel used to uh, play in um, emo punk bands as well in his younger days. Yeah, the old bad. 
I'm Cheryl from The Observatory. Today for segment two, Unpacking the Packing, interviews and conversations, we have Softwall Starts, which is a collaborative project in Singapore involving several artists, writers, filmmakers, art workers, researchers. So representing Softwall Starts in this conversation um, is Luca Lam, Johan Yamin and Moses Tan. They will be talking to Mok Tuein, who's an independent producer and arts project manager based in Singapore. When we approach them to do this segment, they were also slightly confused as to why they were chosen because they don't dabble straightforwardly in music. But we just thought that it would be interesting to gather their points of view and we also wanted to know what these younger generation of artists are up to. Hi everyone. Um, 
to everyone who's listening to this, I'm Tsui, I'm an independent producer and I'm seated here in the Observatory Studio in Goodman Arts Centre together with three amazing people from Softball Stars. You all want to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, I'm Luca. I'm an artist and writer and I was one of the co-founders of Softball Stats in 2016. Okay. Hi, I'm uh, Moses. I'm an artist. Uh, I'm one of the quieter members in Softball Stats. Uh, recently joined, I think, maybe about a year back or so. Um, I'm Johan. I'm an artist and a member of Softball Stats. I think I joined in 2019. <laughs> That's pretty recent as well. You were involved in the project in like 2017 though. Yeah. yeah. Just strange, like, presences <laughs> <laughs> and interminglings. Yeah. And I'm not an artist and I'm not a member of Softball Stats. But... <laughs> <laughs> good to, good to drop I feel like everyone knows what you do. <laughs> but also, like, you're, in your role, you tend to do... You handle more than a, a typical job description. I guess. I mean, Yeah. I think let's not go into that yeah. today. But I was going to segue into yeah. that. Running a space like Software Stats, a project like Software Stats also entails like, you sort of explode beyond a lot what you think is a typical description of that kind of space or even being an artist. Yes, definitely. I, I think that actually like, I mean, just as a, I mean, I like to think that I'm at least a friend of softball stats, even if I'm not a member of softball stats, like as in, in, in like seeing how you guys um, work and organize and coexist and grow your initiatives together. Like it's definitely not just obviously what maybe some people may assume to be artist. So he's drawing this he's drawing boxes. Like in, in the air <laughs> that you cannot see but imagine for yourself. Come draw with me. A yeah. square in the air. Because we have like historically sometimes been very playful with the collective noun mm-hmm. and in some ways in sensitivity to how certain terms like the term collective were perceived at a particular point in time or still is. Although I would I, I guess like in the broad historical global sense of it, there have been all kinds of collectives, and in essence, like we are not dissimilar to the broadness of what that can encompass. But Johan, you were going to say something. Yeah, no, I, I think like just the definition, like in the like the proper write up that we usually use, is just like that we are a collaborative project. Yeah. Um, I, I guess it's organized around the idea of working together and being together. Yeah. Um, whether it's really by a project basis or not, that's up for discussion. But I think just the idea of people with vastly different practices, like whether it's like filmmakers or researchers or writers or artists, um, how we kind of come together and contaminate our practices with our own kind of different tangents of interests and I think that's kind of yeah the way I ground myself um, Mm. in relation to softball and how I view like my entanglement with this (laughs) yeah I'm noting a lot of words that are like coming up right like contamination like entanglement like grounding yourself in relation like it is it's quite it's quite interesting to hear you say these uh, words in relation to how you identify yourself vis-a-vis um softball stats because like I always associate softball like just now <laughs> when we were just chatting before this thing was rolling or when we were just testing the audio 
I, I use the word universe. Like and, and I do think that, you know, you, you you do see like members orbiting around each other and then sometimes they're like, you know, closer constellations and then some people orbit and they're just a shooting star. <laughs> like passing resident, you know. Um yeah, but Moses, what about you? To be honest, I feel like um it's so far like having navigated with softball stars for a bit like um while I'm very quiet a lot of times, so I feel that there's a certain kinship that I do enjoy. That when I come back to stats and you know, I talk to people like there's always this like um familiarity that is there that is very nice and friendliness that I really enjoy. So I, I don't know how to describe that or put it out there in terms of a very um universe kind of like term. So yeah. Yeah. I was talking to Kane recently and just like <laughs> Essentially, we're all friends, like, but we never, like, we, it's so hard for us to, like, admit that sometimes, like. <laughs> Breaking news. Softball stats admits they are friends. I mean, not to negate, like, tensions and complexities, but, like, yeah. at its heart, we are, like, people who do find each other, like, in the company of each other, like, very generative and helpful for our own selves as well, yeah. Mm. And I guess for me, now is, I think it's an interesting segue into the beginnings of stats because at the beginning, we didn't set out to necessarily form what I think is now sort of like evoked as a collectivity or like a super band of like 12 people, 12 plus, 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 you know, <laughs> with like all these like adjacent galaxies. Um, but I think there was a sensibility when it was the first four artists of like... Alienation from a very, what felt at least in 2016, it's a very overtly institutional mm-hmm. scene, at least for the visual arts. Um, and we ordinarily just honestly just simply wanted a studio, realized we had some room to possibly do our own projects. And then because we were friends with a lot of artists in the scene, sometimes people would just want to do stuff. And over time, I think, I begin to observe and realize that, oh, the moment you sort of get, let's say, a physical place or or a kind of gathering, and there's a certain rhythm, and there's a certain level of recognition, there's, and there's a certain number of bodies recognizing it and interplaying with it, you start to maybe, like, shift what's at play mm-hmm. in the broader sense a bit more. Mm-hmm. And that felt important, that you're sort of generating a different kind of atmosphere. And it, it you, you don't, people didn't recognize, recognize that first. A lot of the older artists were like, what's this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people very quickly just wanted to know what it was. Mm-hmm. Like, some people very quickly say, oh, are you a collective? Mm-hmm. Or is this a gallery? Mm-hmm. You know, and it was very hard for a lot of people to just sort of understand it as people just wanting space for themselves and essentially just like fucking about mm. um, both seriously and playfully and over time I think there's still that element but I think other other sort of like elements have come in a bit more and maybe in some and maybe with maybe at some point it felt also like important to define some of those terms like to me like as a outsider and as a just a hmm? what's that happening yonder in Geylang. Um, a, a lot of what felt clear to me as an external kind of like op- 
outsider kind of person was that it was clear what you didn't want to be. Like, it was clear what um, Sofal Stats was trying to define itself against. But I guess in the years that have ensued, like, I mean, Johan used the word, uh, co- like, collaborative project, yeah. but it's kind of more like a, a collaborative um, continuum of projects yeah. that are being yeah. projecting, <laughs> like, are project ING in progress. Um, and as more projects have come and gone, continued projecting in their respective projectiles, <laughs> um, you know, like, actually what's been really um, fun to watch is different things that you have um, defined as yourselves. Like, and I now have a stronger sense of association with the things that starts um, uh, is interested in like processually or intellectually or ethically speaking that perhaps um, when it was first born um, obviously wouldn't have been as clear both to external parties or or even internal parties yeah yeah, or insiders or or people who were co-founders even yeah it's, it's like asking a, a baby whether they want to be a teacher when they grow up. Or even just right. an artistic process. You're like, I don't actually... Like, you're like, I just started. I don't mm. know what it is yet. It's very mm. counterproductive to mm. label something. Yeah. yeah. As you were talking about the series of collaborative projects, mm. I feel like in some ways, what we have is a lot like starter dough. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like, ferments mm. you keep in the fridge or like an inherited yogurt mm-hmm. or something yeah. and you just sort of like spoon it out use it like in different ways but there's that kind of shared primordial soup mm-hmm. yeah which is also culture right yeah <laughs> yeah basically literally cultural organization oh god <laughs> um many different okay never mind like this metaphorical like dark hole is just gonna like <laughs> Swallow us whole. Um, but I thought like maybe it would actually be useful for whoever happens to be listening in. I'm, I'm not sure why they're listening in, but whoever happens to be <laughs> listening in to actually maybe get a glimpse of some of the types of projects that you guys do work on and initiate. Also because like I imagine people may have some preconceived notions of what a supposedly collaborative of artists may get up to, right? I think for me, Software Stats is most generative and most generatively thought of as a kind of research space. I think more recently also, more just of like platforms as well. Um, I guess maybe I'll talk about like recently during the lockdown, um, we were kind of doing this online sort of initiative, um, amplifications and recirculations. Mm -hmm. um, And then that's kind of led into a few other things as well so initially those projects were kind of born from maybe an anxiety or in recognition of the kind of magnification of inequalities structural inequalities that were occurring like across Singapore like during that lockdown period so it was kind of drawing upon our existing networks of like cultural workers and artists and people who would want to like contribute works in a way to draw attention to this list of um, other initiatives or other fundraising projects that were happening during the lockdown period mm. um, and hopefully using our networks and our works as artists to kind of draw attention to these ongoing kind of initiatives. Mm. So it was essentially this online initiative about other initiatives mm-hmm. um, and that kind of 
bled into other things as well when we kind of recently we did like this collective A um, situation that we've organized with um, Great Projects, Coda Culture and Intermission, which is kind of that mode of providing emergency um, funds for cultural workers based in Singapore. Um, so I guess that's what I mean as well by like, in terms of we do work with artists, we do work with like artworks, but it's more of that kind of politic that grounds us mm. um, and the ideologies that we gravitate towards. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Moses, you did actually do an exhibition with someone, with David. It's, oh yeah, Celeste and... Celeste, sorry. Yeah, Celeste and um, Stats, and I think... Like, it was actually something that we were thinking about to have a series of, like, provocations in the sense that we started, like, though we did, um, like, went for an escape room together, trying to find out how to understand, like, a working method between two people, and also, like, subvert, um, like trying to subvert the idea of... Um, because Slash was my student, and how do we change that dynamics mm. somehow? So there was something that we were really through a series of like gameplay and all that like came mm. coming up with um, a sort of like exhibition at the end mm. although at the end um, it was also just a starting point to think about what are the other ways of working together mm. and also trying to think about what are the problems with institutions and like the schools that we were talking about or the places or mm. um, specific people that we were just maybe anxious or like angry about mm. and then that manifesting into like a project and mm. which also Part of it has carried on to like what um, like I'm also working on with stats also with um, some of the a group of fresh graduates mm-hmm. um, looking at complaints and um, mm-hmm. it's called on rents and it's actually looking at using complaints to map out a future. How do you speculate a future based on um, your own complaints, but also complaints looking at say for example about the institution, what are the problems there, and then also what um, how do we think about um, the myths within the art world or industry mm. itself also like say for example the um, superstar artist how do you think about this myths and then from mm. there on how do you create a space that's inclusive that's also um, just about an alternative space in mm. a sense to educate or even to learn together so mm. yeah that's one of the initiatives or rather projects that I'm working on with some of them and yeah mm. through stats also definitely I guess one question I have for you or or I guess it's a rhetorical question as well is like is this really something that is that difficult to do in Singapore like as in you know do you feel that this isn't something that like people just do um like for example in their everyday lives like already or even as a very let's say if a very commercialized potentially or in in industrialized institutionalized arts worker like, are there also ways that they they incorporate this in their own practice? Or do you feel that this is very much a very safe haven <laughs> like kind of space for yourselves for this? Um, yeah, it's a good question. And I don't think that... First of all, I wouldn't romanticize stats that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of people who work in institutions or so who have parallel companionate interests but I also know that because of certain institutions like 
national interests, a lot of those things get overruled. Mm. And um, I don't want to discount that the kind of composition that you get at studs in terms of a whole stack of things down to like how rent is redistributed, the kind of space it's in, the kind of neighborhood it's in, mm. the kind of stack of experiences in the space, the kind of conversation around that space mm. can generate something that's quite different. Mm. Um, I wouldn't go as far as to say necessarily like the safe haven mm-hmm. for it. And I think at times, I think people see that's regarding itself that way which for me is like not even the point mm. because I would want for example younger artists or even older artists whatever mm. your age to just feel free enough to do you like do whatever you think is going to nurture mm. you like we're not the model yeah you know because I can't speak to what they need mm-hmm. necessarily yeah I, it's just that let's say I might be able to offer a certain critique of how I see the lay of an industry scene, ecology, mm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think broadly, I think observing the kinds of self-organized projects or communities that happen throughout Singapore, like whether it's like through cultural workers, other artists, or like people just getting together and doing something, I don't think that Southall is special in that way. Um, but I think, yeah, I'm just drawn to the specificities of softball and the kind of people that inhabit it as well. Um, but no, I definitely, then, and also, like, would love to see more, like, which are already happening, um, of, like, self-organized kind of spaces and projects, things that are just, like, flourishing all around without feeling that necessary pressure that the institution is the beginning and end of all of these projects as well, yeah. I think that's the main thing. Or like a certain modality of independent space which is regarded as an institution. And there have been examples like substation, yeah. for example. This is exactly where my question was oh, coming okay. from. <laughs> I do often like wonder how far we are from just history in our cultural his like cultural like kind of ecosystem just repeating itself the moment a particular generation starts lamenting the good old days. Um, you know, like what what will we be like when we become older? <laughs> Sorry. As in, you know, like, and and what type of, um, like, what will, what will be the things that the younger artists or younger cultural workers want to define themselves against us for? Or what will be our relation to them? And I think it's very interesting for you, like, you know, that, that you were saying that, no, like, you know, it's at the end of the day, self-organized spaces is to each their own. And, and in many ways, um, the Stats universe is thus because of the respective, like, kind of agents within it and your collective or collaborative interests or uh, um, rather than because that is a brand per se. Also another question, but I don't know if we've run out of time. If... If anything, I think this this conversation, I'm I'm not sure what function it serves, both like in the present moment as well as um, historically. Obviously, it, it doesn't have to serve a function either way, but it it's in. Hopefully, it's a little bit of an interlude as well, like to, the, um, on rent project, um, to amplifications, recirculations, and the the ongoing mutual aid. 
um, collective aid um, initiative. But I was wondering whether, I don't know when this will be released, but whether there's anything that you want to throw into the future for whoever's listening in to pay attention to um, or to cast their eyeballs towards. I've already said the Patreon link, which is <laughs> patreon.com slash studs. Software Studs is having their Beyond Repair programs as part of uh, National Gallery of Singapore and Singapore Art Museum's Novel Ways of Being uh, all the way until January 2021. Um, so we'll like just be publishing these different initiatives and programs until then. Mostly um, online. Yeah, mostly online mm-hmm. on our social media or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Online but can be lived IRL as well. The lines are blurry. Yes. Mm. But where do they find you on social media? Um... On Facebook and Instagram, just Software Studs. Um, we have a website, softwarestuds.space. Thanks so much to the, the ops, and um, always happy to hang out with Studs folks. Thank you. Thanks, Thank everyone. You. And, ciao, and, Bella. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Hi, we're at segment three now. This is Dharma from the Observatory. Segment three is known as Houseworks. And uh, the first... Uh, piece that we're going to feature is from Huang Tawang. Tawang is a Taipei-based visual and performance artist and musician. He's well known for his solo karaoke project Black Wolf Nagashi. A film titled TPE Ticks documents his life as an artist and musician, was screened at the Singapore International Film Festival in 2015. The track is titled While Eating Breakfast Beneath Messages.
That was Star Wang. Next up, we have Mark Wong presenting something with his cats, Momo and Dong Dong. Hi, thanks for this opportunity to create a track. I uh, haven't done music in a while, but I thought it would be nice to feature uh, my cats, whom um, I've spent a lot of time with during the last year, in fact. Uh, this is a track featuring them, and it's called I Am Sitting in a Room with My Cats.
So I hope you like that piece. Um, next up is an artist, a solo artist called Jordan Johari Rice. He is known as much for his solo works as, as well as his works with his groups, um, one of them being Under the Velvet Sky, but also another group called Gulayu Orchestra. This is a piece that he's done. It's called Home Improvement, Prepared Guitar and Percussive. Thank you. 
So, for the final segment, titled Making Audible, we have Kachong Fu by Alfian Saad, who is the resident playwright of Wild Rice. He's also a published author whose works include Corridor, A History of Amnesia, and Three Collection of Plays. This excerpt is read by Umi Kalthum, who is an actress as well as an educator. She's most recently seen um, in Merdeka, as well as Irfan Kasban, who recently won the National Arts Council Young Artist Award. We would like to congratulate him. He's currently interested in ritual healing in performances. The music is done by Nada El-Shazli, who is a vocalist, producer and sound artist from Cairo, Egypt. Her highly acclaimed debut album, Ahwar, radically reinvents popular music of her homeland. You've locked your room again. It's the only place in this house. Locking yourself in means locking me out. Do you know that? You can pretend that I'm sleeping, but you're not. You're playing with you. What song is that? What song is that? It's part of you. How far can you lean back and play? Exactly the land stopped and the sea began. Or oh, where the sea stopped and the land began. No difference. Of course there is. You are downstairs, Andrew. In the kitchen. I'm making breakfast for you. I've made some toast. I'm not hungry. What time did you come home last night? Did you have supper? Did you wait up for me? Only for a while, and then I went into your room. I opened the lid on the piano. I took away the velvet sash. It was soft. I folded it in half, placed it on your bed. You, you went into my room? I placed my finger on the key. I closed my eyes, just like you. I should lock this room the next time I go out. I'll lock the piano. I'll lock the piano. I'll lock the piano. I pressed my finger down. I made a sound. It sounded like a warning, a cry of pain. I don't know what it was. And then I put the sash back, closed the lid, gently, so as not to turn my fingers. Then I left, left Prata. I touched my thumbs, and I went around. Oh, 
spit on a documentary once. Those are tears, they are salt secretions. They weep, the tears streak across their wrinkled faces, their hearts are heavy with loss. I told you, those are tears. A lot of animals do that, like crocodiles. It's not possible. We can't be the only animals in the world that cry. We are. It's too lonely. Maybe there are other animals, like dolphins, that cry. But we don't see it because they live in water. Don't be ridiculous. Or whales. They turn their grief into song. Like Buck. Like you. Did you cry? What? When you gave birth to me, did you cry? I did. Because it hurt. Because you were in pain. No. Because I couldn't hear you. I was frightened. I was a coward. Would you like an anesthetic? They asked. I was in the first stage of labor. Yes, please. Give me all that you've got. So they put a needle into my spine. And later, I couldn't even feel my own legs. I couldn't feel your head coming out from me. I wanted you to hurt me. Like the sea. You're drawing back, rising up as you kill, and then you stumble forward and break the scattering on the shore, overturning all the tiny grains of sand. Again and again, the darkness. Why am I not sure? You won't understand. I want to. It will hurt you more. I. Deeper than anything you've ever felt before. It will wash over you, swallow you up, cast you. My dress. You will enter your mouth and come out through your ears. So we've come to the end of our Black Country Radio series. We enjoyed the process of putting together these four episodes for you. Do head to our website, theobservatory.com.sg, to check out the first three episodes if you haven't heard them. We'll be back end of June this year for one episode on Nusasonic Radio. Look out for updates on our social media. Bye for now.